Hello, welcome to Miles on a Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Henry. I'm your other co-host, Matthew. And today we're discussing the latest Marvel film, uh, Song Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, quite exciting to talk about because it's, well, I guess we have Black Widow, but it feels like Phase 4 has actually started, I guess. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're finally into it. Um, uh, but we're going to do, you know, our opinions on that film, uh, which you have seen recently. Um but before that, you know, we do have an Instagram account at Marvelous and Podcast where we do reviews during the week and podcasts during the week. Uh, usually come out on Monday, the podcast, but sometimes not. But we'll let you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so. been, it's been in, like, for example, if you were waiting for uh, one on the Monday a few weeks ago, you will have ended up waiting about three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we kind of took a break. <laughs> um, it was, you know, a late summer holiday sort of thing it was um still got the reviews going on but you know just taking a little break mm-hmm. <clears throat> um uh we also have a twitter account at cinema marvelous do the same thing over there essentially um uh, reviews during the week and a podcast during the week usually a monday um feel free to contact us mm-hmm. uh to you know be like hey how are you <laughs> um mm-hmm. let us know what you think about our opinions or just in general about movies and stuff or anything else you want maybe even books i don't know um just you know or leave a review on the podcast service you're listening on that's very helpful as well um but yeah do you want to get into this new marvel film um Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And you, Sorry. yeah and do you want to go for your general just like consensus <clears throat> my general consensus is um i think it's got its problems mm-hmm. yeah um, like, like, I like to throw that out there straight away. Uh-huh. Uh, however, I I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot, and I think there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. They've given us a lot of good new things, um, and it was just just great to be in a cinema for a Marvel film because I think I think Black Widow came out joint cinema and Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. At the time I I went for the Premier Access one because I'm still a bit unsure about cinemas. Yeah. Um, but this one was, you know, it's only the second time I've been in the cinema since since things reopened, mm-hmm. and the first Marvel film, and you know, it's just it's just so so happy to be sat in, in a darkened room, and when that, you know, the the now sort of the the settled, sort of settled on the opening credits for a for a mm-hmm. Marvel film, you know, the yeah, it haven't changed it that much recently. So, no, they have not, yeah. not last few. I think they've, they've might have changed a few things that are shown in, like yeah, yeah, clips that are shown, but generally it's the same. And uh, it was just uh, a real shiver down your spine to be able to sat there, to be able to sit there and and actually see that again in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. And so yeah, I had I had a good time with the film. There's a lot to talk about for good and bad, but yeah, I I did thoroughly enjoy it, and uh, I, th- I think I I would probably classify it as a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And what about you? Your general thoughts? Um, I do think out of the two of us, I'm probably the more negative on this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely did enjoy it, but it's one of those things where it just hit the mark of like, I just about enjoyed it. If that makes sense? Like, mm-hmm. I just about enjoyed this film. Um, and I can kind of see why there's a lot of hype around the film and a lot of general praise, and I can see why it's got like. I think it's like ninety, like two percent of Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why it's kind of a crowd pleaser and very. It is a good film, I would say, but just a lot of tiny things in the film that kind of just built up 
over the whole runtime that kind of led to me disliking a lot of the film by the end. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was just, it's not so much the film itself and what I think the director was trying to do and the stunt coordinators were trying to do and the actors were trying to do. I think it was more so just the overall, it's one of those films that I feel like is the most kind of afflicted by the Marvel kind of approach of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, which usually is not that much of a problem. I get why people do get quite annoyed at it, but so generally, I don't think it's that much of a problem. This one, I could really feel it, and I think it's because this film, for quite some time, was trying to be really unique, and I think it ended up being not so unique by the end. And I think that kind of just really annoyed me over. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I guess my consensus would be that it's it's just for me, kind of good enough to be in a Marvel film, like be in the MCU. Uh, again, a lot of really good elements to it. I love the main actor uh, as the character. Uh, I think Simu Lu, and Aquafina, I, love, I think she's also very good in the film. Um, there's just a lot of things I do like, but I think it's hard for me to truly like them with all the kind of other issues I do have <laughs> which we'll get into um, so do you want to get into maybe why you didn't love this film how you might have maybe loved an Endgame or an Iron Man film maybe uh, yeah um, so similar to you there were a few sort of niggly things that uh, sort of ate away at me Prefer, mm-hmm. Stop me from maybe enjoying certain things completely. I think perhaps the biggest <laughs> negative to it would be the sort of the final battle. It yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, through the entire film, you've got some excellent sort of kung fu uh, martial arts style combat, and I think it's shot really well. Uh, and then e- even even the battle between you know between um, Shang Chi and Wen Wu. Is is great, mm-hmm. but it then just sort of explodes into a CGI mess with dragons and things, which mm-hmm. I I I'm not averse to a big CGI battle, right? I I mm-hmm. actually love the Battle of Endgame, but the difference between the Battle of Endgame and this is that in the Battle of Endgame, of Endgame you have various CGI things that you recognise. Yeah, like you look and you go, oh, there's the there's the Big Chitauri Leviathan. Oh, there's mm-hmm. Ant-Man punching said Leviathan. <laughs> there's, there's Hulk yeah. jumping about in the background. There's Ebony Moore and Proxima Midnight and mm-hmm. all those. You recognise all the details and you invest in it. Mm-hmm. But this is just... It's just some, some dragon that's decided to pop up and yeah. the Soul Eater, which kind of felt like a random big bat to put in there. I kind it's of... Like- I was hoping when they started talking about the big Death Eater behind the gate mm-hmm. and the way that the Death Eater or Soul Eater or whatever was um, was communicating to Wenru, I was sort mm-hmm. of under the impression that obviously he opened the gate because if it stopped him from opening the gate, what kind of finale is it? But, <laughs> but um, so he opened the gate and I was kind of expecting some kind of final confrontation similar to Doctor Strange versus Dormammu. Yeah. Um, but instead it was it was it was just a big big thing that, that came out and <laughs> it just people. yeah. 
Um, and yeah, sort of, it, it was just I, I kind of I did kind of almost not zone out, but I, I did kind of you know nodding along to the final battle as these mm-hmm. two dragons fought their way through it. Yeah, um, and it kind of felt a little odd compared to the rest of the film. Mm. Um, mm. So that is that's probably probably the big drawback. It was definitely kind of meant to be like a big showpiece of you know thrill seekers going to the cinema. You gotta give them something. <laughs> Mm-hmm, um, yeah, but at, at, at the end of the day, it didn't didn't completely destroy my enjoyment of the film. I still enjoyed it. It wasn't necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. It just felt odd considering what the film had been un, until that point. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and as well, one one thing I, I will actually say for for the sort of the, the final battle is throughout the entire film, you've got sort of Katie the psychic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and I can I can see there being many conflicting opinions about her. Uh-huh. Me personally, I didn't love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I accepted and liked her presence mainly because they actually did something with her. She wasn't just there to make people laugh and you know, she's a very popular actress. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a case if she actually had an arc. Definitely, yeah. She's definitely and, and her and her her shooting the big soul monster through the throat was definitely a kind of, oh yeah, well done. <laughs> well done. And you had a little that, that, that's actually that's actually got me a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know maybe even to some extent she has more of an arc than Shang Chi does. In I I kind of, yeah we were talking about this before and I think I kind of understand what you mean. It's I do think an issue for me. Aside from the third act kind of battle thing, was the main character is kind of told what to do and he kind of goes along with it. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of just, he makes the big choice at the end, and that's kind of his one big choice, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know, yeah. And I think, again, to like kind of my take on the third act is that I was really hoping that the third act kind of finale would really pull it all together. Um, because again, I was having all these little tiny issues along the way, and I was really hoping that the third hour kind of save it all, like kind of bring it all together. But the fact that it, it kind of went, it kind of looked at the main conflict of the film, the main kind of themes and all that, and kind of went, okay, we'll finish this off, and then we'll do the big CGI thing, and with a dragon, and then another dragon, and then like we have the main actor out of a full film with really great action for the most part, like. We'll have him just kind of be in the air, waving his arms about, maybe moving water or something like that. And like, like, like you're saying, it's it was so weird to be watching like a Marvel film and be quite invested in it, and then for the third act to me to kind of literally zone out. Like I usually in films I I very rarely zone out, especially when I'm in a cinema watching a new blockbuster film. Mm. But the fact that I was I just knew this meant very, very little. Like, um, like I couldn't, no matter how much I tried in my mind to connect it thematically into something in the film. And I'm sure the director could tell me like what he was going for. I just think this huge scale increase at the end was not worth it. Like, this wasn't interesting at all to mm, kind of no. watch and hold. I, um, it, it's a weird thing because I can't really tell you of many examples where Marvel have done that before. Like, it's something we're quite familiar with, like there being a big explosion, like a CGI battle at the end. 
Yeah. A lot of other films have done that. Um, a big example more recently would probably be Aquaman. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's one that popped immediately into my head. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a big, big CGI battle, but I can't really recall many times that Marvel have actually done that. Mm-hmm. Not I to think... that scale, not to two random dragons just turn up and decide to duel it out. <laughs> yeah, they definitely haven't. I don't think they've ever really went for like a third act finale of just like let's introduce a different army that's going to fight in this in this little thing. Like I don't think mm-hmm. they've ever really done that before. Um, they definitely have like their big CGI finishes that haven't worked mm. well. Like I think, I think like kind of almost infamously like Black Panther for the mm. most part very very good, and then at the end it has kind of a uh, we're doing this now, but then that's cut away from this to the actual ending where we have like Killmonger dying, I and mean, that's we're back to the usual very good mm. film um and i think it's kind of a similar thing here for me where it's kind of oh we're doing this now let's get back to the actual film later on but i think for me the issue here is i don't think the film before or after it is that strong anyway so it's kind of like going from pretty okay film to oh god what's happening and then we're back to the okay film <laughs> um mm. so yeah and i think like we kind of started saying before about the main character I think the actor is very, very good. I like his role a lot. And I think he grew. In, I can't. I cannot wait to see him interact with the other Avengers. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see that. Um, and I think he's going to fit well into the universe. And I think he's very charismatic. And I think for the most part, he does play it very well. Yeah, but I agree. I think from the script level, it's just a bit. It reminded me a tad of like I think I mentioned to you before, like of Captain Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. Again, my issue with that film was not at all Brie Larson. Don't, like, we're not starting this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my issue is not Brie Larson. It is kind of where the character is written to just be, for the most part, told what she is until the very end when she makes one choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when it comes to that choice, it's not very well earned because you haven't really seen the character develop. There's more of just being told to be developing. Um, I think that's a similar thing here, which I think you found too, I think. Mm-hmm, I did, yes. It was very much sort of uh, like a lot, lot, lot of stuff, especially with all the best comic book films. You always look for mm-hmm. where do they start, where do they end up, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not going to especially die, I, an origin film. Yeah, yeah, especially an origin film, and I yeah. don't necessarily think that Shang Chi failed on this level, but it just didn't feel like there was that progression, mm-hmm. which is yeah. weird to say because. Kind of was there, you know. He definitely come to terms with his past more, but he hasn't necessarily learnt something. A lot of what he goes through, he has already learnt. Yeah. And I think maybe the big part of this, and the big part leading up to the final battle, is that one thing I noticed, or what I thought about a lot afterwards, was it's kind of messy with the amount of flashbacks it has. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, I I love a good flashback. All right, don't get me wrong. You know, we've had it Suicide Squad recently. Mm-hmm. Absolute perfection. <laughs> if you're going to have a flashback, that's the flashback to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and e- even films that, you know, flicker back from the past to the present and you spend a good amount of time in each one. But this one kind of jumped about a lot with the flashbacks um, and then feeling uh, uh, quite muddled. And a lot of stuff that necessarily happened in, in the flashbacks were important things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of good emotional beats, but few too many of them meant that they kind of lost their impact as they went along. Yeah, 
Um, and a lot of it didn't sometimes it didn't feel like his journey was happening in the present. Mm-hmm. And I get yeah. that his sort of journey and his relationship with his father did stem beyond the film. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like all of it was in the film, if that makes sense. It didn't feel like enough of it was in the film. Yeah, it kind of feels like, I don't know how to put it, but it felt like I was watching the wrong part of his life. Mm, yeah. Like, there were certain scenes where I was like, oh, yeah, this, this does make sense at all. But there were certain moments where I was like, why aren't we spending way more time on like him getting trained by his father? Mm-hmm. Or like, why aren't we seeing the abuse? So why aren't we seeing that? But we're seeing like just like little bits and pieces of like different things. Like for example, like he goes away to do his like first kill and mm-hmm. try and escape his father and all that, and we never see it. Yes, that, that's nothing. You have all these flashbacks, but you don't actually show the one that's probably the most important. Yeah, his his actual like big choice. <laughs> um, mm to begin with, is the one we never really see what Cameron has told that happened. Um, I, I, I think for me, with the character, and again, the Marvel issue around the film that was kind of, for me, kind of squeezing the life out of the film, um, was kind of the humour in the film, was a bit just like in the faces of the actual story. Like it just, mm. again, Marvel for the most part, they definitely got a tone downwards very much halfway between like drama and comedy um like an action drama comedy thing and for the most part it does work for them but there are some points in in their films i think this one i think for me dr strange are the most afflicted by it where it's kind of against the tone of the story without like the tone of those stories feel like they shouldn't have the marvel humor put into it that much Mm um i think for me the biggest one where i was like why? Why did he do that? When he's having his flashback story, and then they're on an airplane, I think, and the waitress interrupts them. Mm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm kind of like, why? Why do this? Like, it just, you've just cut out, like, literally cut in half, like, a good amount of power in that scene. And for no real reason. And we're just going to come back to the flashback later on anyway. So why not just do it now and have that momentum build from this scene going forward mm-hmm. um and then it kind of just that kind of sort of comedy keeps on happening um and it keeps on kind of just making me go ah okay fine and and for me as well i kind of wanted more time in the opening kind of few like like 20 minutes i would say like i wanted more time with just the main character um mm-hmm and this his normal life and i feel like i understand the whole kind of flashback montage uh narration of the father's kind of story mm-hmm. but i kind of wish this film was like 10 20 minutes longer and it was more time spent in that first act um because we kind of just get told what his life is and then kind of immediately is on the bus he's getting attacked and it's from that moment on we're like we're going to like an underground fight place and we're doing this and we're doing that and the Bob Nathan is here and all that and and it was kind of like I wanted to stay a bit more in his world for a bit before leaving mm-hmm. um and yeah how do you feel about the Marvel kind of like wink wink and nudge sort of thing of like this character you know and this character you know and I think we're definitely talking about spoilers now <laughs> um <laughs> What do you think? Oh of, yeah, it's spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of? Um, I guess, I guess the big one for that is the Mandarin, uh, Trevor. Mm-hmm. 
How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'll be honest. Just, 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 just for a second before I get on, I'd like to say for the most part, I, I get people's uh, criticisms of Marvel when it comes to the humour. Mm-hmm. However, for me, it's not that big of a problem. I really don't mind it that much. Yeah. Sometimes I agree. I think I wish it. What I'd rather it wasn't there, but generally I'm I'm fine with it. And mm-hmm. so that's probably just to preface the fact that I really liked Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest. I thought he was quite a. I, I'm glad they incorporated him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they mentioned him, which would have been fine to leave it at that. But I'm I'm happy that he was there, and I I like Trevor and Morris. <laughs> Morris' little faceless furry chicken. Yeah, <laughs> little chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. Re- I also really enjoyed just that joke of, "Oh my God, you can see him. He's real." <laughs> I've been here for so long. I thought I was imagining him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I did he did did he maybe stay on longer than I thought he would? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. <laughs> but he I'm kind to. of. I'm kind of glad he did. I'm glad he's acted like a character. And he kind of has like a genuine sort of journey in that he started off as like a random actor just accepting a gig mm. to all of a sudden interpreting for a magic chicken that's guiding him through a mystical forest <laughs> and fighting against the giant soul-sucking demon. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's sort of an inherent amount of comedy to that. But I did, I did enjoy him, I have to be honest. Uh, but I am with you in that there are some jokes here and there that perhaps didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I'm not. I'm not again necessarily entirely against the elements of comedy that they have in these films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think for me, like the, the Trevor element was that kind of. I was like really hoping that the film would have like a really interesting kind of midpoint and a really kind mm-hmm. of like a really dramatic kind of reveal or something like that. And I thought when we heard like the screams and the banging in uh, in the like underground thing, and I was like, I was literally like on the edge of my seat, like wondering what the hell is this? Because I had no idea what it was going to be. And then for it to be Trevor, I was kind of surprised, and I was quite happy about it. Like I was like, oh, they actually are going to incorporate him in some way, mm-hmm. and. I did again. It's one of those things where it's really hard for me to like articulate to people that, like my parents, for example, who kind of just found it funny and therefore kind of like just for well, it's funny, so it's a it's a good thing. And I'm trying to think, like, explain why I I did find it funny, but why I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard to explain, like it, but it's like I did laugh at the majority of his kind of presence and what he was doing, and I love. I love how he plays that role as well. I think he just, that's just a really interesting thing that happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> um, and I think, I was like, oh, this is quite interesting and fun. And then I think the issue for me was it kept on going. <laughs> like, and it kind of, like, I think it was interesting having him there as a kind of a, a plot guide with like the, the magical chicken <laughs> thing. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting that he was still going, but as the film was kind of going along and along, I was like, why is he here? <laughs> I, he has, like, I guess it's like a tiny arc, but, like, it's, it kind of ends with him playing dead on, like, the field. Um, which, again, I did laugh at, but I was kind of just like, I'd rather have a scene like the sister, for example. Like, mm-hmm. a character who I really liked at the beginning, because I was like, oh, she's, 
actually kind of interesting and not at all going to be like easy to kind of get along to the good side mm-hmm. and that's kind of unfortunately for me kind of instantly kind of turned into very boring kind of ah she's okay don't worry about it she'll be on the good side don't worry mm-hmm. um and very little time was given to her and i thought oh this is a fun trevor scene but hopefully we move on and then we kind of just didn't <laughs> and from then on it was kind of a lot of world building because the character kind of brings with him a lot of magical creatures and uh, a forest realm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And again, like the dragon behind the wall thing. Like, So I'm just, I, when a movie, want, when I wanted the movie to go in a, a different direction, it kind of went in the other direction. <laughs> um, when I wanted to kind of go a bit more introspective, it kind of went outwards. Um, and it kind of went, the forest, we're back, at, we're back at the forest and we're explaining the forest and we're doing a chase scene and we're doing uh, magical like foxes and magical dragons and magical, all these other things and a parallel realm and a dragon behind a wall. And I was like, this is interesting. Um, was not expecting this at all. <laughs> like, I had seen the trailers, but I just was not expecting like a new realm. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just had no idea it was coming. And it kind of left me a bit cold. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. really. I would. I would love it if the film ended with a, a, a fight on the train. Like I would have loved that. Um, and instead, we got you know what we got. And yeah, I think it was just for me. It was like I didn't want it to go in that direction, and it did. And I, I enjoyed it again. I think it's one of those weird things where, like I said before, my general consensus is I I just barely can say that I on the whole enjoyed this movie. And it's one of those things where I was like, I'm, I'm enjoying this, but I would don't agree with this <laughs> these choices. <laughs> um, mm. uh, so yeah, I'm kind of I don't know mixed on the Trevor subject. <laughs> mm. um, I did feel like um, Wong and the Abomination were used well though. Mm, um, yeah, I think that's my ideal sort of usage of a Marvel kind of character popping in. Yeah, um, like literally. Yeah, pop in. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, Wong is literally everywhere right now. He kind of is, yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. He's like, and he always does this thing where he leaves. He just leaves. And I think that's hilarious for the character. He's just always doing something that's not important to the actual story, but it's probably important to a different story. <laughs> yeah. I um, love that. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. He's like the Coulson of this, this phase. Yeah, <laughs> the Coulson of Phase Four is bringing everyone together. Yeah, uh, and is is he a is, is he? Uh, this is this is Paris credits territory. Is he an Avenger? Um, because he kind of feels like an Avenger. I guess he because he, he's he. obviously he's talking with 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 Carol and Bruce, mm-hmm. who definitely both are Avengers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's more like a consultant, I think. <laughs> he's like a ninja consultant. Yeah, he's like a mid-level, like I don't know, like a mid-level magic consultant for the team. Mm. Like, like they go, I've I found these rings. I think you should look at them. Yeah, yeah. He like he sees something interesting and he goes to the team and he's like, "Hey, do something about this. I want to go to somewhere else to do something else." <laughs> I can imagine yeah. that. Here are some rings. You deal with this. Doctor Strange has broken the multiverse. Let me just go and deal with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I think, again. I. I also sort of enjoyed his cameo. I enjoyed it to the level of that. That sort of whole section in the, in the tower in the fighting ring, 
I will be honest, I was a little distracted thinking, why are they together? <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. It took me about I mean, five minutes to get back into the story. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder, like, how is the abomination back and why is he around now? <laughs> and why is he with Wong? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because the, the way they were talking, it sounded like Wong <clears throat> was training him. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. That's weird. And do we know at all, like, where they were going afterwards? No, it looked like some sort of facility. It didn't look like a magic facility. No, it looked like a a room. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, again, I, I did, it did enjoy that section. Mm-hmm. Um, and so moving moving back to what, what brought us this in the, sort of the sister character. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the other Marvel, previous Marvel films, there's been, there's obviously been like a, a set of ensemble characters behind sort of your main hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time they have felt like definite parts of the main story. Yeah. Like, the example I'm going to use, you could use a lot, a lot of them, but the example I am going to use is the first Doctor Strange film. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of characters. You have, obviously, you have Stephen himself. You have... Um, Rachel McAdams' character, whose name I've forgotten. Uh, Palmer, Christine, Christine Palmer. Christine, yeah, he says it a lot in the What If episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's not, it's not forever laced with a, a level of depression. Yeah. No matter what if episode. As ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's 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 cause Christine, there's Mordo, there's the Ancient One, there's Wong. And a lot of them I have I, I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm interested yeah. in the part they have in the story, and interested in what happens to them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Even even go, you know going as far back as as the first Thor film, mm-hmm. you have um, Jane, you have Eric, you have Dorothy to some extent, and even sort of the Warriors Three, you have a lot of interesting characters there that I I would want to spend more time with, and we ultimately do. Mm-hmm. Um, but here when. So the second post-credit scene is the sister taking control of the Ten Rings. Yeah, I sort of felt kind of like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that was my reaction too. <laughs> it, it, I, I, lo- I love the first pre- per- first pe- post-credit scene, um, uh-huh. even if it had been overhyped a bit. Yeah, like, pe- was... people had said that it, it was off the charts. I thought yeah. it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great, but maybe maybe suffered from overhyping a little bit. I just but, heard so much like hype. I was like. I was like, this confused to why it was that much hype. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was, yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah. I did, I did still enjoy it. Um, um, and I, I, I do actually kind of like they seem, they seem to be embedding Captain Marvel more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I like that. I think she needs more appearances like that just to, to you know, to to embed her better. Because obviously mm-hmm. she was introduced pretty much right at the end of the Infinity Saga, so. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily their fault because there were various things behind the scenes that stopped them from doing that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so on a side note, I'm glad she's embedded. But that second post credit scene, it definitely, she definitely, the sister definitely kind of felt into the category of side character. Yeah. Like that whole part of her taking over the Ten Rings is definitely, that's a side thing. Mm hmm. Even, even other things like Doctor Strange, there's a post credit scene of, of more. I'm sorry, I keep referencing this one. It's just the one that I, I referenced it the first time, and now I'm on the train with it. So, <laughs> yeah, the one I keep going to the forefront of my mind. 
So the post credit scene there is Mordo going back to to take over the wizard, the the magic of other people. Yeah. And that definitely felt oh that's big. <laughs> that, that that could be a problem later. Yeah. And it, it definitely didn't didn't necessarily like he he is technically a side character, but he didn't feel like this is definitely way down the list. I mean, granted, we haven't seen anything of it since, but it didn't feel like it was like like it was a a, a definite side thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, this one kind of did. Um, I'm not excited to see like the forefront of my mind wasn't. And that wasn't what I was wondering. It was just a case of, oh, fine. Yeah. She's doing that. Yeah. I think for me, the character that's kind of, like you kind of said, kind of fell to the like the sidelines of just every once in a while, we remembered she was here, and we gave her like one moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of, like I said before, I, I was like really interested to see what the character was going to be at the beginning. And for that character, kind of, kind of just makes a choice to be on the good side off screen, comes back, mm-hmm. has a bit of like unfriendly, friendly banter with her with her brother. And it's all kind of just a bit back and forth. Um she has like a few scenes that are like a bit about her kind of feeling, you know, not appreciated by her father and not mm-hmm. like because of being like a, a girl and stuff like that. And I feel like that was an interesting route to go down. But it's just one of those things where the character just didn't have time. It was just, mm-hmm. it just kind of felt like she was there. And when she's also included with the, the third act kind of dragon fight thing, mm-hmm. I was kind of just wondering, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, why are you doing the big thing right now? And then, mm-hmm. and uh, literally in the post credits scene, I was like, I saw her, and I was like, like, oh yeah, you're, oh that, okay, yeah, you're doing the ten rings thing. That does make sense. Yeah, okay. And then it ended. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Um, I think for me, like the post credit scene and the, the little Marvel wider universe kind of nudges, I get, I, I think I mentioned in my written review that I think it's going to be uploaded pretty soon. Um, mm-hmm. But and I think it was just, I couldn't help but feel this kind of, this void of where the feeling of like joy should be. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a bit depressing. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, like, I was watching, I would see Wong and I see the Abomination, and I would see like Trevor even, and I would see you know the post credit scene with all the different characters that I've known and loved for ages, and I think it's got to the point now of Marvel, um, where I'm just no longer surprised or like jolted like by it. I'm just kind of like, this makes sense now. Like I don't know how to put it aside from it. Just kind of expected to happen now of Marvel um mm. like I'm always excited whenever I hear about a new announcement whenever they're like oh we're making a Moon Knight TV show making a She-Hulk TV show like I'm always excited about it but at this point I think it's more like well it was bound to happen at some point like they're doing like Miss Marvel now and they're doing like it's like kind of to me where I'm like sure that does make sense they're gonna at some point they'll do everything they can from the comics mm. <laughs> um so I feel like, I don't know, I feel like when they spend too much time being like, ah, we're doing a wider universe, I'm like, yeah, we know, we've been doing it for 10 years now. <laughs> um, it was definitely, like, you know, inspiring and kind of innovative when they were doing it for, like, the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like now 
it's nice to have little moments here and there of wider universe implications and especially in the big event movies like Endgame and stuff like that but I feel like they don't have to lean towards it that much anymore and I feel like I feel it more kind of a halting on or like a halt to the movie now mm-hmm. um, I got that yeah like post credit scene I get that that's totally fine like introduce you know characters that we know and love and that's very fun and very nice but I just feel like if you do that in, into the narrative of the story now it's kind of just like unless you've got a really good reason to do it don't do it because <laughs> um, it kind of just makes everyone go ah we know that thing and I don't want Marvel to become that franchise that, that somehow becomes ah remember that thing like, I, I don't want to get to that point with Marvel because mm-hmm. they've never really been that so far I would say um so yeah I'm just hoping that this isn't this isn't going to be a problem going forward for me where it becomes a franchise of remember that thing in the past and not we're doing a new thing now um mm-hmm. I think it definitely stands out more when it's an origin film like this yeah and you try and you literally the whole point of origin film is buying into a new character <laughs> yeah I, um, I think it, it doesn't necessarily stand out as much if it happened in something like Black Widow yeah, yeah, I don't think it would have stood out as much because it's a, a film about an established character who has yeah. established relationships that we know about. Mm-hmm. Like a Captain America showed up in that, it would be kind of distracting, but it wouldn't be like, why are we doing this? Because he has, she knows him. Like, mm-hmm. there's also so there's something there to like talk about and have a conversation about. But you know, if Captain America showed up in Shang Chi, I'd be like. Why? <laughs> Just why? Um, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I do get what you mean. I mean, personally, one of the things I do like is how the universe can, and insensibly so, because it makes sense that other characters would be in certain situations, or not necessarily that they need to be, or that we want them to be, but they, they can be. Is you know, I, I have enjoyed the, the cameos that have been in the Marvel films. I think it's definitely a strength they have. In this greater universe, but I do understand the concern. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to talk so, about the action, like aside from the finale? <laughs> yeah, um, the action, um, of, even for in parts of the finale, but the action overall was really great. Yeah, that yeah. fight at the start between Wenwu and um, Shang Chi's mother, mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah, I loved that. That was very good. <laughs> it felt like a dance. It did, yeah. Yeah, I again that was like for me like the moments where I was like finally they're like they're, they're doing like they're actually doing the drama they're trying to do with this film, mm-hmm. um, and I love the bus fight as well. I think that's probably my highlight of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think the best thing about it was that I think all the fights in like the first like three quarters were like for me it was like, the fact that they used the environment mm-hmm. like they used the environment around them to tell the story and tell they use the move, movement of the characters. Um, I think sometimes Marvel don't do a good job at that. I think every once in a while we do get a Marvel fight scene in a field. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> um, but I quite enjoy the fact that they actually used the environment for this, these fights. And I think the choreography and the sort of geography and the editing as well. And the, there's these really lovely wide shots. Mm-hmm. It's just really nice to see for Marvel. And I just, yeah, I love the the choreography in the first like couple of fight scenes and like the the first like half of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I did. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it made it like a refreshing change because the fact that a lot of sort of hand to hand fights that we've seen before have involved a lot of quick cuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy the action sequences, particularly on at the start. Um, another major plus, perhaps the film's biggest plus, um, the villain Wenwu. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely one of the one of the best. Yeah, I think he, you know, I think he slots right in there alongside characters like Killmonger and um, Hela, even as some of Marvel's best films. Definitely, yeah. Especially in that he doesn't necessarily like. He definitely feels like a kind of evil person when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But for his role in the film, what we see him do, he doesn't necessarily feel like a all-out villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he very relatable, and Tony Leung is absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah. A, a, a lot of the actors give phenomenal performances and they, they come across really well. Like, like you mentioned, Simi Liu in the lead role, very charismatic, very good in the role. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tony Leung is absolutely spawned. Yeah, he he kills it like every scene. And I love mm-hmm. that they show him, like, usually when the movies like these kind of show the father being a father, it's very much like a, a slow motion like cuddle or whatever mm-hmm. but the fact that they showed him like doing like a, a dance thing you know, like a video game dance like one of those like i don't know dance matches. oh yes yes oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. and like, they were playing games so I, I think that was so like nice and like mm-hmm. different and really quite interesting to be like watching this film and the villain is a guy that we also saw doing a nice little video game with his kids. Like, I feel like that's just very, very interesting and a very, a very, this is a very interesting way of going about it. And I think, yeah, he totally, he kills this role. And I think every little moment with that character is, is like a highlight of the movie for me. Um, mm-hmm. I love his little like obsessions with like uh, the behind the, the behind the gear thing, even though we don't, kind of love the, how it actually is, like, the dragon thing, but I do mm-hmm. love him being obsessed with it, um, mm-hmm. and I do love that him, that's him, like, being driven by just grief, really, for the most part, um, and I think, uh, now, now I think about it, I think my favourite scene in the film is the one where he, where he takes uh, Shang-Chi as a kid to, like, the gambling place, yeah, and just wrecks the entire place, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's probably my favorite scene in the film. I love the way that it's shot of like him in reflection and the kid kind of watching it. Um, yeah. I yeah, I think that's I think that's like what I want from the the whole of the film. And unfortunately, I didn't get that. But I'm happy with I'm just happy with every scene with that character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a great villain. Yes, yeah. Um, like I said, he just he just wears them suits so well. He does, yeah, he does. The way he has his hand, like when when he's walking, he's got his hands in his pockets, the sleeves yeah. are rolled up, and you can see the ten rings. He just he just nails the look. The double-breasted jacket, like come on. Oh, yeah. no one's ever rocked like him. Yeah, and no one he's ever always... will. People were trying to imitate that, but they never will he's match always... that. Never will. He's always wearing like a perfect suit, but like not like a not like a too formal. It's always the casual. It's just mm. very nice. Uh, he's good. I like him. Oh. <laughs> Just, just so smooth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, He's definitely my high, highlight of the film. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you almost sort of want to add? Um, uh, I don't know. I feel it's one of those films, one of those Marvel films for me, where it's definitely like a mid-tier film amongst mm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I'm kind of. I don't want to say I'm indifferent towards because I'm not. I'm just kind of, 
I wanted better, but what I got <laughs> was pretty good, so I guess I'm happy. <laughs> um, yeah. Do, do you want? Do you have any like last thoughts? Like, do you want to talk about? <laughs> I think I think you've, you've you've been quite fair that with that summary. Um, I'd say there's a film that's probably mid to high on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, knocking on the door of the top ten. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I did I did really enjoy it, and there's a lot there's a lot I did I did you know thoroughly enjoy. The action was great, the villain was great, even though the maybe the the arc of of Shang Chi wasn't as strong as characters arcs we've seen before. I think Simu Liu does a phenomenal job of of, of making you feel it less. Yeah. He's very charismatic, very likable, and I think, like you said, I think he'll blend very well into the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know entirely whether he's strong enough to fill the void of, of a Captain America or, or Tony Stark. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell at this point, um, really. But yeah, it, it's early on. He definitely could do. There's a lot more that could happen with this character to, to put him onto that level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a very welcome addition to the universe. First Asian superhero film as well, which is obviously great. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we hope for more. Yeah, we we lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It has a few problems, mainly the final battle and a few niggly things throughout. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. before we before we sort of wrap up, there is something that. Sort of fits well with, with some of the things we've said today. Um, I mainly want to include it so I can put it on the advert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because people, people have got their eyes out for this thing. But we've had some comments recently from Dune director Denny Villeneuve. How do you even pronounce the name, by the way? How Dune, is it pronounced? I want to say it's Denny Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I want to say it's that. Yeah. So I've seen it written so many times, but I've never had to say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Denny Ven- Villeneuve. Denny Villeneuve. Oh. Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <no> sorry. <laughs> my apologies. But yes, so he's made some comments recently about Marvel films. Oh yeah, okay. Um, opinions on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, do you want to tell? Do you want to go over your opinion first? Um, my opinion. Um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a bit rude. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. be honest, um, a bit rude and a bit elitist. I I will admit though that um, we're now in a situation where journalists do bait directors like Denny Villeneuve and Martin Scorsese. You know, they're begging for like it's like stardust to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they do bait them, but I did think what he said was a little bit rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think in terms of like the film, the film making industry, I always mm-hmm. kind of think that why why kick down other directors mm. when then film? I just don't like if you don't like a film, that's fair enough. But I feel like either I think I think it was Scott Derrickson that said it. The director was Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, so something like as much as you may have your negative opinion about a certain genre or a certain like directors films whatever like why why be mean to them like why kick them out kick them out of that trying to say thing that you're doing and you understand where they're coming from as a passionate mm-hmm. filmmaker um even if like i kind of i can understand the comment of like cut and paste i can kind of understand that mm-hmm. like it's arguable that you know a lot of the especially i would say like the origin films are kind of similar they definitely 
lean towards similar kind of arcs and similar mm-hmm. kind of ideas. Um, and I definitely think there's definitely a Marvel issue where it's like the color grading kind of across the board, choosing the same color grade and then choosing for the most part, like the same kind of uh, composers and the same kind of, it's like a lot of choices that I kept like, a lot of choices behind this are meant to keep the whole thing consistent and rather than kind of inventive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also say that has he watched a Marvel film like recently? <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's what was my thing with this. I I'm always wondering how they watched a Marvel film in the past like ten years, or how they kind of just ignored it and kind of had this idea of it of like, oh, it's the big popular thing, therefore it's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm never sure on that one. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I'm very similar. I yeah, I agree with that. I think it's it's a bit insulting to sort of to just 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 say something like that about because there are directors that work on these films. A lot of people put their heart and soul into them, mm-hmm. and to say that is a bit insulting to them. And to say that the the, the thing about the people turning people into zombies oh, is a yeah, little cruel well. to people who like these films. Yeah, it I, really it's is. not a little. It is it is really quite cruel. It is quite cruel, and I think it's. I think this is kind of a shame. I just don't think there's any good reason to say these things no, on a really. public platform, especially. And um, um, I, I, yeah, I know that these things get exaggerated, but he still said it. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's um, definitely just like, it's definitely the big, uh, I don't know, film industry kind of interviewing topic now, where mm. this is ask any director. What do you think of Marvel? <laughs> it's a big thing. Awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 an unfortunate situation because obviously when you say something like this, it escalates. Yeah. Um, and you know the worst parts of the Marvel fandom come out. <laughs> yeah, the worst kind of protective, I guess, mm. um, parts come out. <laughs> yeah. uh, which I'd like to say isn't reflective of the whole community. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, there are still a lot of people that might have been hurt by the remarks that haven't done that and are better than that. <laughs> better than really bombing <laughs> Julie. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah we've... we've I, I can put it on the advert, we've addressed it. Cool, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, is there anything you want to add to any of the topics we've sort of gone over? Uh, I don't think so. I think we kind of covered the majority of my like pros and cons of the film. Um, mm. Anything you want to add? No, I'm good. I've said everything, I think. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, wrap it up then? Yeah, go, <clears throat> go for it. Okay, well, thank you for listening today. Uh, it's been a very interesting podcast, I think, because I think it's been a while since we had, like, a kind of, I wouldn't say negative, but not positive, kind of. Not, yeah, not entirely positive. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it anyway. And if you agree or disagree, let us know. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we favour the... the discussions rather than just the one voice <laughs> um, rather than just the you're wrong yeah yeah um, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah feel free to contact us on instagram or twitter or anywhere you can on your podcast server that you're listening on mm-hmm. um and we have an instagram account at, at marvelous cinema podcast uh reviews during the week of pretty much any film um mm-hmm. we do everyone's while go through a series of films um we do uh, and a podcast during the week, usually on Monday, but might be different day. Um, who knows? We who knows. Don't know. <laughs> um, also got a Twitter account at Cinema Marvelous. Uh, same thing over there. Uh, reviews during the week and a podcast usually on a Monday. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, thank you for listening.
Goodbye. Yep. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.